What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode four of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how's it going? Hey, hey, what is up, guys? How you all doing? And no one answered. Doing good, doing good. I'm excited. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I figured I'd, I'd answer. I'd answer for you, so you're not, you know, left there. Hanging. I appreciate it. This is uh, episode four. Uh, this is our Numero new quattro. <laughs> yes, it is our. New if you're hope. just joining us, we are uh, avid Star Wars fans. Yes, we are, along with avid Office fans. Uh, Office, How I Met Your Mother, Power Rangers, you name it, we're there. Power Rangers. <laughs> it's been a little bit, but but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're named after a Power Ranger. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is true. Yes, it is true. It's not true, but I like to say that he's named it. after me. That makes sense. If we live in some time travel universe, he's only he's only a little bit older than me. I mean, come on, what twenty years? It's I mean, real anyway, realistically, I, I think hope... your parents could have been watching it and been like, "That's a cool name." Ooh, there you go. Right? It might have been. They, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Someone knows. Chances are, I'm not named after a Power Ranger. But that is okay. We are the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. And like Tyler was saying, if you guys are joining us for the first time, we're super excited. We are a fantasy football podcast, and we're here to kind of give advice, give tips, um, and help you guys win your fantasy leagues. And that is through the draft, through the season. We will be here every week for you guys to help you guys out. So today we're going to talk through some news and notes. There have been uh, a few changes and a few kind of big things that happened this week. We'll kind of dig into some of that. We are going to talk a little bit about the AFC East. We have some early predictions for what those teams are going to do. Who are the players you guys should keep an eye on? um, Who to be looking out for? And then we're going to wrap up. We are going to do our very first mock draft. And it's way too early. And that's okay. We're super excited. We're going to kind of go through pick by pick. And, and start to kind of lay out the foundation of who we think that those uh, premier players are going to be. Definitely. I am excited. I have been waiting for this mock draft for weeks. I already know who my first know, pick will be. I hope you don't pick him, but I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ooh, I, have to, I, have, I have to try to guess who you're going to take. So Joe Mixon, just FYI. I'm just I'm kidding. It's not <laughs> Joe Mixon. <laughs> and with the first pick of the draft is Joe Mixon. Hey, someone... <laughs> Is gonna do it at some point. Might not be with Joe Mixon, but they're gonna end up winning their league because of it. With some player, someone's gonna laugh at you know? him. Hey, it's a possibility. It won't be Julian Edelman. Happen. Yep. <laughs> uh, and there's a oh, reference man, to Julian one of our Edelman. dynasty leagues in the past, and yeah, that mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> Just to sleep with uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> it might have been first first round Julian Edelman. In the year 2020, but we won't get into that. Um, let's go ahead. Let's step into the newsroom and let's kind of get through some of these news topics. So um, first things first, Matthew Stafford is traded to the Los Angeles Rams. We'll dig into that, what that means for both of those teams. Um, we'll try to stick to, to fantasy wise. Um, Houston Texans hire a new head coach. They hired David Coley, the previous wide receivers coach for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And connected with that the Deshaun Watson drama continues to heat up and it's looking more and more like he is going to be traded so we'll discuss that um, a little bit depending on if we have time but let's go ahead 
let's dig into this Matthew Stafford trade because, oh man, it's a doozy. I am loving every bit of it as a football fan. This is it's, it's exciting stuff. I feel like it's been a while since we had a big trade like this, at least that I can remember, like off the top of my head. I mean, you had the DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson trade a few years ago, but yep. I feel like this is a little bit bigger than that. You know, I mean, D-Hop, yeah, I think it's I think it's way bigger. Like you have two star QBs, one most likely better than the other in Stafford. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think both teams really, really made out well on this trade in just different ways. Yeah, I I agree. Detroit is taking over this contract from Goff. And, you know, they're in this rebuilding phase, so they don't really have too much to lose right now. Yeah, it's true. Um, You know, like, it's going to be a big cap hit, but if you're not planning on competing, then how much does it really matter, right? Like, there's only so much value to having money to sign free agents if you know you're not going out to win a Super Bowl this year. Right. And you know, you know, take his contract, see what you can do with it, you know, write it out a little bit. Yep. Maybe you'll end up getting some uh return on investment if he ends up playing real well later. You never know. Yeah. And now Stafford's yeah. going to a team where I think he's gonna really shine, really perform. And I think LA is really setting themselves up for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl almost in a way. Like this this could be just the thing yeah. they need, you know, that little extra push. So you're looking at a team that yep. they're adding one more piece and that could be it. And you're looking at this other team that's just starting this rebuild phase that they've got nothing to lose. It could pay off big in the the front end of it. It could pay big in the back end of it. It's going to be interesting on both ends. And I'm excited yeah. for this just as a football fan, you know, fantasy to the side. I think this is going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, I think the Rams, I felt like, were already kind of a fun team to watch. Like, it's great to watch Aaron Donald work his magic on that side of the field. And now we get to watch Matthew Stafford ball out in Sean McVay's system. I think he's going to be fantastic, and and I think it's going to be a really, really fun year. And I'm glad that the Colts are not in the NFC and have to deal with them. Yeah, definitely. The Bears get to deal with uh, Jared Goff now twice a year rather than once every other it seemed like um so that will be fun this is where golf is really gonna <laughs> blow up now yeah like just i just know how this goes i've seen this I've seen this show before oh yeah he's just gonna like <laughs> yep I, I i would not be surprised just for the dismay of the bears fans um and just because we didn't mention it matthew stafford was traded for <clears throat> let me clear my throat because it's a long <laughs> list here the Los Angeles Rams 2022 first round pick, their 2023 first round pick, a 2021 third, and Jared Goff. Now, I think some of, some of that compensation is so that the Lions would take on Goff's contract, but I mean, Lions get a haul for yeah. Stafford here. It's crazy how much extra draft Which is what they need, right? You're in the middle of a rebuild phase. You've yeah, committed it, to absolutely. at least six years, seemingly, of a rebuild phase with the contract yep. uh, that Campbell yeah. was given. I mean, so these draft picks go into the next three years. You're halfway through a rebuild, if you want to put look at it that way. This is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Especially... Yeah, especially yeah, if I think it's the Lions great. keep being the Lions, they're going to get a high draft pick the next two years, plus three extra picks over those next three years. Like you, I mean, you might they might be getting yep. the pick depending on how you know. Obviously, LA does. They might be 
front and back end of these of these drafts the next few years. Right, yeah. And it, it really it, plays it, to their really advantage because be. even if the Rams don't do well, well, now that's just two higher picks. It, it's, a, it's a win-win, I feel like, for Detroit. I feel I, I like they so might be too. the winners of this. Yeah, I think it could really easily go that way, especially because, man, if Goff is decent at all, then they also just get like a 20, what, 26, 27? Yeah, he's young, 26, I think. Yeah, 26-year-old franchise quarterback. And it's just like, oh, wow, now we get all of this draft capital. We get a, a guy that we can have under center until we're ready to to kind of make a transition. I think it's a great deal for Detroit. Hopefully it works out for them. Um, that poor franchise has been losing for a long time. And, and they really need to uh, kind of have something go right for them. But real quick, um, on the Houston Texans side of things, we mentioned that they have hired David Coley as their new head coach. Um, it seems that was not enough to keep Deshaun around. <laughs> he was not very excited. It seems like he kind of dropped um, his, his, his team, dropped the fact that he has formally and officially requested a trade. Um, like an hour after that head coaching hire was announced. So, <laughs> you know, that was on purpose. Like, it's like, Hey, like, yeah, like you can hire this person, but that's not enough for me to stick around. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just the Deshaun drama. This, this off season is going to be so interesting to watch. I know you and I were talking about it recently and um, there's no guarantee yeah. he leaves. Right. Texans could easily throw a franchise and not yeah. franchise tech, but keep him because he doesn't, they don't have to trade him. He's still under contract. Yeah. So, Right, I right. don't think they'll do that just because I I know I wouldn't want an unhappy player playing with me. You you already are so in so much yeah. I, you're just you're drowning so much as a team. Why have some star quarterback? Yeah, it's true. Just bring it down even more really. Because he you, don't, you just know he doesn't care. I I think it's going to look it's going to look worse for the team if he sits out of practice at the beginning of the season and you're finding him and he just holds out versus just going ahead and giving him what he wants and tr- making a trade, you're going to make out like bandits because they're, people are going to overpay for Deshaun Watson. And maybe it's not an overpay for him, but you're going to get a ton of, ton of rewards for that. I think you just have to kind of suck it up, make the trade, and, and try to figure it out you know, with your future with, I I believe without a shadow of a doubt that he will be somewhere else next year. I don't know where, but I'm excited to see where he goes. I know the list of teams that are kind of eyeing him. I think they're all good fits. You know, the dolphins, the Niners, the jets, the bears, the Patriots, even, Oh God, Deshaun Watson in the New England system. I don't even want to see, I don't want to think about it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but nope. No you know, thanks. we'll see. And the Colts are definitely, I don't think, an option just being in the same division. I think that's kind of out of the question. So we'll see where he goes. But I know I know when we get there we'll discuss that. And yep. until then, just, just keep an eye out because it will be big news and that is that all you will hear. Will. <laughs> yes, once once a trade happens, there will be nothing else that like makes it into the news cycle for like a solid what two or three? I won't even be probably, surprised if so. we have a whole episode um, talking about what's going to happen. We, we we most likely will, but for now, let's go ahead. We're going to talk about the AFC East. 
Um, we're going to roll through some of these teams, kind of talk about some of the players that we feel like you should be looking at and keeping an eye on, maybe more avoiding. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of avoiding in this conference or in this division. There's just not a lot going on as far as fantasy-wise. Um, so let's go ahead and let's start with what be what might be the most boring team, <laughs> the New England Patriots. What a set, Which is <laughs> crazy, right? Like, what, what a thing to be able to say. Um, as far as fantasy outlook, is there a single player on the New England Patriots roster that you are interested in? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Patriots, <laughs> right. That's who you're talking about. Honestly, yeah, exactly. um, out of anyone, uh, the one I kind of have my eye on is Jacoby Myers. Out of anyone. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> honestly, the only thing kind of yeah. holding me back just at the moment really would be the quarterback situation, right? Who's the quarterback going to be in New England yep. next year? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people aren't talking about with all the quarterbacks moving around because Newton will most likely not be back. Um, I I just There's I would no be shocked. Way, right? I would be shocked. So I don't think he comes back. So you know, if he gets a decent quarterback, um. I would eye Jacoby Myers. I think he had a decent season. I think he has nothing but upside because, I mean, how much of the passing game was taken away with Cam Newton at center? You know? So, I mean, the Patriots as a whole didn't do much right. passing-wise yep. this season. No, But, I mean, moving forward with a QB, <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot of upside in Jacoby Myers as a wide receiver. However, looking at the rest of the roster with your running backs and your receivers, your tight ends, you know, fantasy wise, I'm not really feeling comfortable taking anyone. Maybe Sony Michelle as like a late pickup or even a waiver pickup if he's available just to kind of have there as a backup. But other than that, I'm just I'm not feeling anyone on Mm -hmm. this New England team. Uh, Man, I'm there with you. And, and a lot of it does depend on the quarterback situation. Um, if they get someone in like like Jimmy Garoppolo, that would be a, a pretty good fit. Or it would make sense because they drafted him if if they were kind of to get him back into that into that room and he would be their starter. I think I would be somewhat interested. I think he can run that offense and kind of like make things happen. And, and it is still the Patriots. That's a good coaching staff. Like, they're not going to be complete duds out there. There's no way. So someone like Julian Edelman might be somewhat usable in fantasy next year, but until we know more about the quarterback situation, I'm just really not interested in any of them because if it's not someone who can produce a like good passing game, then I, I don't even expect the running backs to be all that great. Like maybe Damian Harris, maybe Sony Michelle are like somewhat okay. And, and Damian Harris showed some promise this past year. But I'm just not excited about him if teams can just sell out and stop the run because the the quarterback behind center can't throw the ball, you know. So there's a lot to figure out. I do like Jacoby Myers as someone to keep your eye on. Um, probably not in the draft, but as a waiver wire pickup, you know, if he gets if if he sees some targets week one, I don't hate grabbing him just in case he blows up because he was having a pretty good season and I think he started. To yeah, show definitely. Some um, so the New England Patriots will be interesting to watch with some of the team moves that they make overall. But until then, I mean, yep. my piece of fantasy advice, as always, would just be to avoid this team until further notice. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. 
So moving on <laughs> so quickly. Let's yeah. move on to the New York Jets. How about that? Let's move on to the Jets. You know, the most intimidating yeah. name in football today. The Jets. The New York football Jets. Uh, <laughs> yes. So big and scary. Okay. So I guess first question is, do you think Sam Darnold is the uh, starting quarterback next no, year? No, I don't think so. I think they have too much draft capital and too much they need help with to keep him. I don't think Sam Darnold is a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination from a football aspect. But when you have Deshaun Watson out there, Mitch Trubisky out there, I think, I mean, really, Matt Ryan's up for debate even. I mean, yeah. I just I don't think he will be. I think he needs to go somewhere else. I think the Jets need to kind of move on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of in this weird phase too, right? So I think I think they need to do something. I, I can't tell you exactly what that is. Um, they have some weapons. They yeah, have good sure. receivers. And, and as I said before, Donald's not a bad quarterback. I just, like, if you put Watson in that system, watch out. Six-win team coming your way. <laughs> Six old wins. No, I, I'm on the same page. I think it's either um, a rookie quarterback or Deshaun Watson, but I, I don't think Darnold will be back in New York. Um, I think he gets traded because I think he's a he's a pretty good target as kind of like that Mitch Trubisky where it's like, oh, we've seen some upside from them. They haven't performed as well as we would have wanted them to, but questionable, like, team situations and supporting cast so we really don't know what what sam darnold is yet so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up but i, I don't think he'll be the starting quarterback um but i think they're going to upgrade or at least it'll it'll be a better situation than it was last year because they don't have adam gase so as far as let's start with the running backs just because i don't think there's a whole lot to talk about i actually expect the jets to draft a running back this year um I think if they if they take a quarterback at spot two, I think it's pretty likely that they draft a quarterback at the front of the second round, or a running back. Sorry, somebody like Najee Harris or somebody like uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they grab Michael Carter from later on in the in in the draft. But either way, I don't expect them to have this same running back room. So as far as drafting any of them in your fantasy squads. I am all out on the running backs for the New York. You don't Jets want to take Frank Gore in round two. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not, no not a thing you want to do. Not a risk you want to take. I doubt he's even on that roster. Sucks name. for you. <laughs> so the the funny thing is, um, if the Jets do draft a running back, that is a player that I would be interested in because of the staff that they have there. I would be interested in in that running back because of who they've, you know, because of the head coaching hire and just kind of the way that team seems like it might be built here on out. If they invest some draft capital, that's somebody that I would want to target as a starting running back who's going to get a heavy workload, I think, early on. I'm going to call it now. Deshaun Watson and David Johnson are going to the Jets for just a boatload of draft capital for the for the Texans. <laughs> Plus Darnold, there you go. and we're just gonna throw Frank Gore in there because he wants a ride. <laughs> he wants a ride. Oh my gosh! And he wants to play. 
Hmm. So okay. that's, you, that's, that's you my way same, too early prediction. <laughs> are you on the same page with running backs there? Yeah, I'm not. There's no one I'm even going to even look at on the New York Jets football <laughs> team when it comes to fan, drafting my fantasy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk wide receivers. Who do you think the best wide receiver for the Jets will be next year? It's got to be Jamison Crowder, right? I think so. Yeah. I just think. Yeah, it just has to be. You know, um, he was, their, I believe, their leading receiver this past year. He's a solid choice. Yeah. He'll, I believe he'll be in his year year seven next year. Um, so, I mean, not too old yet. Yeah. I mean, you got Brashad Perriman, which is a solid choice, but he will be a free agent. Yeah. So he might not be back. Um, and there's just not, I feel like, not a, not, not a lot of next men up in this system. So one, one of the players that I am actually really excited about for the Jets is... Denzel Mims. He was a rookie this year. He was injured a lot of the year, so we didn't see a ton of him. But when he finally got healthy towards the end of the year, he was super involved in that system. He was getting a ton of targets. I think he's a really talented player. So he is somebody that I would advise keeping an eye on at the back end of your drafts because especially like more casual leagues, they're not going to know to look for a player like that. And I think that's somebody that you can get a lot of value in because he might not be the wide receiver one for that team. I think Crowder will be. I think he he could be a productive wide receiver. He's he's a you know got a big frame. He can be you know an end zone target. I think there's a good chance that he could be somebody that's that's valuable for your fantasy teams. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, especially in like a dynasty league, definitely keep your eye on him. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, for I think sure. that's somebody you want to target in Dynasty right now. Yeah, definitely, because you could probably get him at a steal, honestly. I think so. Um, and someone you can hold on to, and he, I think he has a bright future as well. Yep. Um, let's move on past the Jets. Um, like we said, there's not a ton going on there. It's really just the wide receivers to talk about. The tight end, avoid them for now. Uh, let's talk about the Dolphins real quick. I think Dolphins are a little bit more interesting. They have some some more players going on, and, and it's kind of a weird situation with them. So let's talk wide receivers. Who who are you most excited about for the Miami Dolphins? You know, as always, Devontae Parker. He's going to be a very solid choice all around. Yep. Um, he's also good. Um, someone to keep your eye on, though, definitely, at least in my opinion. Uh, Jakeem Grant Sr. I, I think there's going to be a lot of upside to Jakeem. Um, especially if you're playing a dynasty, I think you can also get him at a good spot. Um, but it kind of mm-hmm. goes back to what you were saying just a second ago. I don't think it's going to be a player a lot of people target, especially a lot of you know maybe casual right. players. And he could maybe be a dark horse going into the season, and maybe even win you some weeks, depending on their quarterback situation yeah. going into next year. For sure. And this being one of the other teams that is a potential landing spot for Deshaun Watson, like. I am very interested in the wide receiving core here in Miami because if Deshaun Watson is behind center, then I mean he can what support two or three wide receivers mm-hmm. pretty well. Like, Easy. And if and if they have him, they're gonna throw the ball and they're gonna they're not gonna be afraid to kind of throw it all, all over the yard a little bit. So um Preston Williams is someone to keep an eye on. Um he's a pretty solid wide receiver. He's kind of their number two guy there and if it's Tua, maybe I'm not that excited. But if, if they do end up with Deshaun, I am very excited. But but Devontae Parker should be good either way. He's going to get his targets as the lead guy there. 
The only thing to keep an eye on is if they pick up somebody in the draft because if they don't take if they don't trade for Deshaun Watson, there's a pretty decent chance that at that number three spot they pick up one of those super elite wide receivers coming out of the draft this year. And if one of those, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's Devonta Smith, either one of them, if they end up on that roster, then that's somebody that I think could produce. But I'm also not super sold on Tua yet. So it's kind of a tough one. I don't think a lot of people are sold on Tua yet, except maybe Dolphins. Yeah. Because I, I, I know yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure who they are. They could have been in the playoffs, man. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, they should have been. So let's talk running backs real quick. Um, right now I have Miles Gaskin as kind of the, the number one guy there. They, I think they really showed it. They kind of committed to him, and, and they were really relying on him throughout the year. And I think that's somebody that you can you can pick up and, and you can expect to have good production from Miles Gaskin for next year. Oh, for sure. I would definitely take take him all the way. I would definitely pick him up. Dynasty, yeah. redraft, everything. He's definitely up there for me. Yeah, I've got him ranked as a low-end running back two at the moment. He's my running back 23. That might move around a little bit. But for now, it, it's somebody that I want on my roster. He was just so involved. He was getting so much work both on the ground, and he was getting a lot of targets. So I think there's a lot of value there. But also, don't sleep on Selvan Ahmed. No, not at all. I am liking liking what I'm hearing, my friend. You know, if they roll out with Tua next year, I think this team will run the ball a lot. I think that's the kind of offense that, that they'll try to put together here. And, and I think that this could be a place where you have two fantasy viable running backs. And especially, and it, it's kind of like a thing we talked about with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb where, hey, you, you can pick up the number two guy. You can get him for super low cost. You can kind of plug and play him as a flex if needed. But if the number one guy ever goes down, then you automatically have you know this super high quality running back. So I think Ahmed is somebody that you want to, to keep an eye on and, and really might be somebody you want on your rosters next year. Yeah, the Dolphins will be an interesting team to watch going into next season because um, I'm I'm sure there'll be some moving parts that will that will get shifted mm-hmm. around yeah. before the beginning of the season. So they're definitely a team that I think will have a lot of upside and a lot of potential going into the season. Yep, fantasy wise, just just keep your eye on them, see what they do in the draft, and we'll revisit this team definitely before the season starts to kind of give you a better idea of where everyone might stand, but. There's a lot of a lot of potential, at least I guess I see, in this Miami team. Absolutely, and it's it's one of those teams that has a ton of draft capital next year, so it's hard to kind of to pinpoint what's going to happen now. Um, but it, it's somebody, it's a team to keep an eye on because I really do think they could start to like put some firepower in that offense, and if either they mm-hmm. get Deshaun or Tua starts to come into his own a little bit, I think there could be some really good value there depending on that quarterback situation. Let's go ahead. We're going to wrap up with the Buffalo Bills. The and... Super Bowl shit. Oh, oh geez, wait. That didn't, that didn't yeah, happen. super field goal champions. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, So I think this team, man, it's, it's pretty easy to work through them because, hey, they're a good team. They have some really good fantasy options. And 
I don't expect it to look too different next year from what it did like it looked like this year, right? Mm-hmm. You know Stefan Diggs is going to be great. He's going to be a top Draft five. Him. Yep, pick him up. Top five wide receiver, without a doubt, I think. He's probably my – what do I have him at right now? I think I have him as my wide receiver three, maybe? Yep, wide receiver three. Um, and I, I expect him to perform just like that. So that's an easy one. Um the next two wide receivers, who do you have as your second and third ranked wide receivers for the Bills? I would go Cole Beasley, I think, uh, as my number okay. two. I just I have a lot of yeah. faith in Cole Beasley. He sh- I mean, it's you, you've you seen him. You've watched him in the playoffs. You've yep. watched the Bills be dominant. You've seen him, you know, just under 1,000 yards last season. He didn't give you a whole lot of touchdowns, but, I mean, you had Stefan Dix. <laughs> Taking him away, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, in a PPR league, yep. I, definitely Beasley is a solid option. And I know last year there was a lot of back Absolutely. and forth. Who do you start every week? Is it Cole Beasley? Is it John Brown? Right, Who right. is it? And when one of them's injured, it makes it a little bit easier, right? Um, me personally, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Beasley. But I, I, I can't say that John Brown's far behind him going into next season. Right. I think, I think it's definitely possible that John Brown outperforms Cole Beasley next year. But for me, I would rather have Cole Beasley on my roster mm-hmm. than have John Brown because I actually had both of them in a league this year. Um, I drafted John Brown. <laughs> when he got injured, I picked up Beasley um, on the waiver wire. And then I just kind of got stuck with both of them on my roster. One of them was an IR. One of them was on my active roster. And I just never had a chance to like, get rid of either one of them. Um, but the way it ended up is, is Cole Beasley was really good option for me kind of finishing up the the year and help me win that league. And I'm, I'm trying not to be biased because of that, but even looking at kind of watching some of those later games for the bills, it really felt like Beasley was starting to become that like safety blanket a little bit for Josh Allen. Like, Hey, I'm gonna go through my reads. I, I can't find anything. It's like, okay, Cole Beasley's gonna get open. He's gonna make it happen. And it might be six, seven yards, and that's it. But like, he's gonna have so many of those receptions throughout each and every game that I think he's gonna be super val- valuable. And he might not have the blow up games that John Brown could have, but he's gonna be super reliable, super safe, and and somebody that that helps you win because he keeps you in the Consistency game. Consistency is key in everything. Even fantasy football. Even fantasy football. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to make my list, it sounds like we're pretty unanimously in agreement. It's going to be Diggs, Beasley, Brown. Do you agree? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, I think the other two guys, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, they're interesting. Um, probably not somebody – you probably don't want to draft them. That, that That's a ton of wide receivers to be like – usable on one team but they're people to keep an eye on on the waiver wire in case of injuries we saw both of them produce this year so they could be good and 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 who knows like the passing volume could go down i don't know if they'll do something about that running back room and try to make that situation a little bit better but um just kind of something to keep an eye on because they could be useful um but for the meantime i i'm not super interested in either of those other two options. But let's go ahead. Let's talk about the running back situation here in Buffalo. It's pretty interesting, and it's difficult. 
It is very difficult. Um, you know, looking at their their one two running backs, you got Devin Singletary, you got Zach Moss. You know, if you're just asking a, a kind of a casual fan or someone that maybe doesn't follow the Bills, you know, too heavily or doesn't follow all the players in fantasy football too heavily, they're going to say Devin Singletary. I think without a doubt. Right. Exactly. But you know. I would lean, I think, towards Zach Moss, honestly. Yeah, I actually do as well. You know, he's a rookie, so he's got, you know, a year or two up on Singletary. And he really didn't play weeks three, four, and five. So, I mean, you take those stats out, and hit, you know, what was his stats last season? I think these are just regular season, but 112 for 481 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. Not spectacular, but you're trading back and forth with Devin Singletary, you got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, best wide receiver QB d- duo in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of potential, a lot of upside for Zach Moss. And I, I personally, I would be excited to take him in a draft. Yeah. I would feel confident. In him. Yeah. I think there's definitely value there. And I think that what does it for me is that he is their kind of first and second down guy, right? Like he's getting those early down runs and I expect the bills to run the ball more next year. Like, there's no way they're going to go through a whole nother season where they're just constantly passing the ball over and over and over and over and over again. That's just not super viable. You can't sustain that for super long. So I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more next year. And I think that they're going to lean on Zach Moss there. I think Singletary's kind of their third down back guy. But like when Josh Allen is your quarterback, like you're not getting those running back dump offs because he just takes the ball and he runs with it. So there's not a ton of value there. Like you're not going to get a ton of targets for those running backs. And, and Singletary just seemed like he was a little worse than Moss's running between the tackles. So I, I definitely lean Moss. I'm not like crazy excited about him, but I think depending on what that, that volume looks like, if, if, if they run the ball more, he could be like a pretty solid flex option. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, like I said, I'm excited for him. I wouldn't like take him and, as my running back one or yep. two straight up. But I mean, if you're in a deeper league, no, no, no. <laughs> definitely someone to look at. If I mean, depending on how many running backs you can start a great flex option, someone to keep your eye on. It, it's a weird situation with Allen and Diggs and how Allen is basically their second running back. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Just keep an eye on him. You know, I think you might be able to get him as a, as a, as a good deal. As we said before, I don't think he'll be eyed by a lot of people overall if you can scoop him up for a good deal take him if you can even get him off the waiver wire at some point take him you know just to have him i think he's a solid option you know if when you're looking at running backs overall mm-hmm. yep and just so we don't completely avoid it josh allen he's good draft him um i think he's a top five fantasy qb pick him up the the only issue with him next year is that you might have to pay a premium to get him, and I don't think I would want to do that. But if if you can get him reasonable in your draft, I think he's a great option to have. But let's go ahead. Let's move off of these AFC East discussions, and let's move into our mock draft. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go pick by pick. We're just going to kind of alternate back and forth. We're just going to kind of make the picks, talk about it a little bit, and yeah. It looks like uh, once again, back-to-back years, you have pick number one. So (laughs) take it away. You know, I think I accidentally made myself the first pick, but I'm not going to (laughs) complain. So (laughs) That's okay. 
So this is this is a weird one, and I think it's going to be kind of a tricky situation for people. Um, but I think my advice is do not overthink this pick. So for me, the first pick of this draft, I am going to go ahead and just simply take Christian McCaffrey. You know, I think I'm a victim of the overthinking because I don't know what I would have done. I'm kind of glad I didn't have the first pick. I'm glad you took him and got him out of the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think I, I'm I'm pretty much trying to ignore the injury issues from this past year. When he was on the field, he was fantastic. The two games he played or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and just say, I do not think the injury is a problem. I believe in Christian McCaffrey. Nobody gets the same work that he does, both you know, rushing and passing. So you just kind of have to take him because he's in a league of his own as far as what volume he gets. I'm all for that. I I, I think that's a good argument, a good point. I probably I don't know if I would have taken him. Like I I just I don't know. <laughs> I I just I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I definitely can't blame you for for avoiding him, but I, I believe in him. Maybe to a fault. I guess we'll see. It's a it's a double edged sword. It just it doesn't. All right, so up next, it really is. Pick one or pick one, pick two of round one. I am going with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Um, I might have a little bit of biasy. Um, I had him in almost all my leagues last year. Oh, that's a good and pick. I, I I am so happy I did. I am so happy I had Dalvin Cook. He won me so many games. He was just so consistent, and he had so much boom potential. Yeah. It, it, it these these first three picks in my mind are very tough because you have, you know, McCaffrey, Cook, and Kamara. Right, those are your top three. I think. Who do you go with? You know, you made the argument for Christian McCaffrey. Why you chose him first? It comes down to Cook and Kamara for for the second pick. I feel more confident in yeah. Cook, especially not knowing the QB situation in New Orleans next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw it with how Kamara's production was with Hill versus what it was with Breeze. I think not that he's not a great player, but if he's not getting those those pass those catches in anything or anything, his numbers are going to go down slightly. I think Cook, and we talked about it last episode, I believe Minnesota wants to be a running team, and when you want to be a running team and you have Dalvin Cook, money. Yes, exactly. All right, we have Christian McCaffrey at pick one, Dalvin Cook at pick two. Steven, you are next at pick three. Who are you going with? All right. So I'm going to go a little rogue here um, based on the way you were talking. I should clarify, this is a half PPR draft. So we are doing one half PPR, um, pretty standard. My current player number three is actually... Ooh, okay, okay. Last year, I was off of him. Um, I thought there is no way that he can carry the same load that he did in 2019, play that many games, stay healthy, continue to produce at such an elite level. And what did he do? He went out and rushed for over 2,000 yards. And I am done doubting Derrick Henry. I believe in King Henry. And even... Even though he's not super involved in the passing game, I think he had 19 targets this year 
or it was either that or 19 receptions, but either way, uh, not very many. I, I, I don't know. I just, he's, I think he's super good. I think he is the linchpin to that offense. If he was to go down, I think that that team would kind of go down in fiery flames. Um, and because of that, they're going to continue just to, Hey, we know what we are. We aren't trying to pretend to be anything else. And you know, he just, they just kind of give him the ball and say, Hey, take us there. I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said. And I think that was a solid pick three. Um, so pick number four, I guess since you took Henry, I, I will go with the obvious pick. I will go Alvin Kamara. All right. I think that's a good pick. That's who I would have taken as well. So, I mean, I, I, I have not much to say about Alvin Kamara. It's Alvin Kamara. Um, I'm a little iffy on the QB situation, as I mentioned before. But at the end of the day, give him some red and green <laughs> cleats, and he's going to get you yeah. six touchdowns. Can you ask for more, people? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I feel like getting Kamara at pick four is a little bit like Christmas, right? Like, like, hey, this this feels like a gift that I can be at the fourth pick and still get Alvin Kamara. He was fantastic this year. There's no doubt about it. I think he will continue to be fantastic. I am just slightly worried about that quarterback situation. I think that I think Taysom Hill will be the starter. Um I think that I think I hope that. it is Drew Brees. <laughs> I I don't think it'll be Drew Brees, but it could be Jameis Winston. It could be Deshaun Watson. Be we haven't oh talked gosh, about what that. If it is? I mean, you talk about a QB situation up in the air for a team. No, there's no way, dude. There's could you imagine though percent chance that he gets the Saints. I, I would just, so I would mad. just, I would wait till 2022 <laughs> to watch. They the don't, they don't again. deserve that. That'd be too much. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to our next pick. So I guess I am back up. And with pick number five, I am going to do something slightly surprising here. Now, I may be a little bit biased with this pick, but I do not care. With the fifth pick of this draft, I am going to go ahead and take Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. I believe in JT. He was amazing this year. He finished as running back six, I believe, um, this past year. Like, like let's, let's think about that. He finished as the running back six. And you know what? Let's just say it as it is. He kind of sucked for like the first half of the year, right? He was just not very good. He had the two-week span where he was barely involved in the offense. He got COVID. He came back and was just amazing. I think that continues. I think I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I think he's a smart coach. I think he sees what he has, and he's going to be like, oh, I have to pretend that Jonathan Taylor is kind of like Derrick Henry, and I just have to give this guy 25 touches a game, and I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to produce. I think he's going to be awesome because I think he's a fantastic running back. I, I I don't I would not have taken him that early. I think I would have taken him early second. I think yeah. at the earliest. I don't think I would have taken him. You do you, you think he's going first? I think so. I think he'll he'll go first round. Yeah. It'll be we'll see once we okay. kind of get up closer. But I think that's where he'll end up. So but yeah, we'll see. I'd be interesting to see that. I guess I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna kind of go rogue a little bit here. Um, because this is our mock draft and. 
If I'm sitting in the number six spot, we can't. We could do whatever we want. We That's how we've we always want. lived our lives, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I know this is up for this has been a discussion amongst the fantasy football community uh, for the past year, maybe even two. So, going into the season, I think it's definitely even a bigger kind of con- not controversy, but you know, debate, especially with the age. But you know, if I'm going to redraft, I'm pulling the trigger at the number six spot, and I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. I'm going to do it. Going tight end in the first round. I, hey, I got to do uh, it because how like it. do you argue his numbers and his production? And, you know, the tight end yep. spot as it is in the fan, in, in the fan- yep, yep. <laughs> tight it. end in fantasy, is, it. It, it's not very forgiving. You know, it, it really just depends on how, how each tight end is utilized this week. Unless you're Travis Kelsey. He's basically a wide receiver. So if you're going to get a tight end, you can make almost the argument yeah. for Kittle. But right now, while Kelsey is playing, I'm going to pick Kelsey every time. Oh, absolutely. He so if is... you can get that, I mean, you're locked in a tight end all year other yeah, than the exactly. bye week. Yep. You're locked in. Like, there's mm-hmm. just, you, I, I I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Pick him up. Pick him up. Yeah. First round. I... Do it. Shock everyone in your league and do it. Yep. No, I am. I am absolutely right there with you. Um, I have Travis Kelsey as a first round pick as well this year. I just have him uh, a little later in the first round, but I have, I really have no problem with just kind of going out there and, and just shooting your shot and picking him up because like if, if the point of the, the draft, right, you want difference makers at each position, Travis Kelsey is that and and if if we kind of look at it that way then isn't there an argument that he should be like the second pick you know what i mean like christian mccaffrey is a difference maker at the most important position right so he is the number one but isn't there an argument that hey travis kelsey is a bigger difference maker at tight end than dalvin cook or derrick henry is a running back now i think it's crazy to take him that early um because no one else is gonna do that so you just don't have to but if you kind of like think about it that way and have that mentality, like, like, Hey, isn't there an, isn't there an argument that he should be, you know, drafted that high. And so I love the pick. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, worked very hard You're on that. You're so pick. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. Um, let's move on to pick number seven. Um, I keep it pretty simple here. I want Devonte Adams. Love it. Give me Devonte Adams. It. He was so good this year. Just absolutely unbelievably good. So many targets, so much volume. I love it. I'm almost it. hurt he's at number seven. <laughs> I'll be honest. I know, right? <laughs> like it looks a little weird. I probably, I would have taken him over Jonathan Taylor in this first round. Um Okay. I think that's uh, fair. I mean, totally uh, okay. Fair. I mean, if we're being realistic, if I had like the number one or if I had the number fours, no, 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 I like my picks actually. I like them. Gosh. God, you can almost have a whole argument <laughs> with someone, like a legit yelling argument of Kelsey or Adams yeah, first. It's wild. Because you look at it and it should yeah, be Adams. And it's crazy. Like, no, no question. It's mm-hmm. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, right. wide receiver, Devontae Adams. But yep. then the whole, <laughs> the whole difference maker <laughs> conversation in Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes yes. and back to back Super exactly. Bowl champions, right? <laughs> well, not yet, but but yeah, let's I've be been there. They win. 
I have ended up. <laughs> That's good to know. We sh- you should put some money down somewhere for that. Oh, I'm sure plenty of places will have that option. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, who's your next pick? <sighs> you know, we're getting. It's you already. I think I'll just have to do it. I'm not going to say I'm perfectly confident in this pick, but I'm going to have to do it. And I'm going to have to draft Saquon Barkley at the number eight overall. That is interesting because that is exactly who I would have taken. If he's available, I'll be surprised if he makes it to the second round, even being on IR this past season. But I mean, I'll make, I'll say the same thing. I'm surprised it took us this long to draft him in all honesty. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, he was like the pretty unanimous pick two going into this last draft. And it's like, yeah, he was injured, but so was Christian McCaffrey. And look, McCaffrey's you know, in the same spot, it's super and now Barkley is exactly six spots away from where he was. It's it's wild. Uh, it is this fantasy football is so fun. It is because man, like if you're sitting like in this the back quarter of this draft, right, and you're able to grab Saquon with that like eighth, ninth, tenth pick. If he performs even remotely close to what he's done in the past, like there's so much value there that you just stole at the back of this draft. I think he's a great target. And yeah, maybe there's a little bit of risk to it, but there there's just not very many players that you know are going to get the work that he is going to get. And if he busts, it won't burn as bad as last year. Exactly. Yeah, it can't be worse. <laughs> that, that, that's great. That's true. Okay, you are... Up next, I know who I would take. I'll be curious to see where you're going with it. Yeah, so this it's funny because we actually talked about this player for a while, and we kind of discussed where we thought he should go in the draft, and we kind of said that we should we would take him like early second round. And I think every day since well, then, he's I feel just like been, I don't know who you're talking about. He's just been kind of creeping up in my draft <laughs> order. Uh, I'm going to oh! go Nick Chubb here. <laughs> Did I steal him from you? Okay. No, I would not have picked him there. <laughs> Honestly, he I'll be honest. He completely escaped me. I'll yeah. be completely honest. Oh, it what a steal. Yeah. We, you know, we, we kind of talked about him, and I think the things we said were were true. But then I went back and looked at some of some of just his numbers. And dude is is ridiculous. I, I don't know. As far as like pure runners, I think it's Derrick Henry and it's Nick Chubb. And I think that's the like end of the tier one runners in the in the NFL right now. He is so yeah. good, so explosive, so elusive. Um and even if Kareem Hunt is eating into his volume a little bit, I think he is good enough that he is going to produce regardless. I like the pick i like it i just will preface this that this is a 12 team yes draft. so we're gonna go through um, so we are 12 yeah so we'll 12 in each round so we are moving on to pick 10 um so looking at where we're at i know who i wanted next but i'm gonna hold off on him because i think i can get him at a not a steal but i think i can get him a little later so i'm gonna hold off i'm at i'm at pick number 10 and i'm looking at this draft and where we're at and I can't believe this player is still on the board. So I'm just going to go ahead and you could say it's going to be a f- coin toss. Maybe it really depends, but I'm going to have to pull the trigger on, on Zeke 
We're gonna go Zeke at the tenth okay. pick in the first round. Yeah, I, I, can't, I still can't. Believe, I almost can't believe he's this far isn't back. Isn't it crazy? What a year this has been. It is. It's it's a wild year. Uh, it was crazy how much his success almost depended on Dak last year, right? Yeah, you know, Dak is supposed to be back next year. So if I'm just gonna go by that theory, then Zeke, I'm getting Zeke in a steal. Absolutely. I feel like he was really good at the beginning of the year. I think people forget yeah, about very. that when Dak was on the field. Zeke was producing and he was producing well. So I think we can assume that he is going to be a lot better than he was once Dak gets back out there and is healthy and that offense is humming again. Like just the whole team fell apart when Dak they they really did. And and yeah, that it was weird. Yeah, that defense might still suck. But that's fine. Because Which is crazy because they don't have bad players. No, they don't. The, the Cowboys are an enigma. There's no it is, it's it. insane. <laughs> they are America's team. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. No, I, I think Zeke, Zeke is just like Saquon, I think. Um, somebody that's sitting there at the back of your first round that I think could very easily have like top three, top four running back potential because he, he's going to get a ton of work. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He just like might be on a decline from what he's been before, but I still think he's gonna be good. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's Zeke, and you know, and even if even if you're not confident, you'll you're still always having that conversation. Do I start yep. him this week? Because yep. you know what he can do. Right. All right. So moving on, pick eleven. Who are you going with? All right. So. This is where it gets it gets tough for me here. Um, and if Kelsey was still on the board, this is where I would be really targeting him and trying to pick him up. But since you snagged him already, I think we're getting out of the running backs that I would want um, kind of at this point in the draft. So I want to look back to wide receiver. So I'm going to go with who I have as my wide receiver two for next year. And I'm going to go pick up Tyreek Hill. It's it's pretty simple. He's awesome. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He puts up points. He scores a ton of touchdowns. He's involved. He, he even mm-hmm. gets carries. You know, he gets he gets worked in ways. They just make sure that he gets the ball in his hands. So Tyreek Hill is my pick. Um, he's just good. I don't know what else to say. He's, he's yeah. on that Chiefs team. He's you know it's like there's a reason there are two Chiefs players in the first round, and I want one of them. Yeah, I mean, that's it. back-to-back Super Bowl champs, man. Back-to-back <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Um, so we're going to last pick of the first round. Um, I'm back. I'm into the wide receiver category, too, right with you. So this next pick was super tough for me. Um, I'm, I'm between. I'm stuck between one or two players, but I think I'm going to have to pull the trigger. I'm going to go D-Hop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel super confident in D-Hop. I uh, had him as, yeah. you know, he was on some of my fantasy teams last year, and wow, he paid dividends greatly. You know, he's just so consistent. He's got Kyler Murray on the other end. Right, right. I mean, what more can you ask yeah. for? No, I, I think that's a great pick. And I'm I'm pretty thrilled about it because what it does for me is it sets me up to be able to get my next wide receiver um, because I am still... Wait, shouldn't I have the next pick? <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I don't it. think so. But I'm, I'm going to Stephon no, Diggs no. here. <laughs> um Look, yep, I am. Yep, that was who I was torn between. I am super pumped for Diggs next year. I think he's going to continue to be fantastic. Um, 
I'm just super excited. Watching him play this year has been a delight. His route running, his, his the way he catches the ball, what he does after the catch, it's just so fun to watch. He is a crisp and clean. Yeah, I would honestly be happy with D Hopper Diggs in the last two picks. Like I if you would have said pick one, I would have said definitely. surprise me. And I would have been happy. Honestly. Right. Um, yep. Second pick in the second round. I cannot believe I'm picking this pick in the second pick of the second round. Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. He's he's somebody that I, I might be sleeping on a little too much. Yeah, I think a lot even I would even I would agree I with myself in that. In that aspect, because what was he, he was argued uh, that he could have been a, a, a one one last year, <laughs> and now right. he's he was so good in twenty nineteen. I will be shocked <laughs> if it takes till the second round to draft him from someone. Right, I, I agree. I think people will kind of come back around and be like, "Oh yeah, remember this guy? He was really good." Oh yeah, and it, it, no matter who the quarterback is next year, they're going to lean on him. I think. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Michael Thomas, solid choice. All right, next pick. Who are you going with? <sighs> okay, so it starts to get pretty tough for me here. You know, we're kind of getting into that next tier of running backs. It's like, okay, do I want to grab one of those? Do I want to go with my? I don't. I don't think I want to go wide receiver here. I think the the drop off for me um, to my next ones is is significant enough that I'm going to avoid it. So I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to grab who I believe is the other difference maker at tight end, and I'm going to pick up George Kittle here. Solid choice. Solid choice. Between between him and Kelsey, like him, Kelsey, Waller, like those are those are the players you it, – it's, it's super nice to have them. I think this is a good place to get Kittle. Yes, he was injured last year, but when he was on the field, he was also doing really well. He was producing – um, he's somebody you can rely on, and and you can set your tight end position and forget that it exists until your bye week. And I think that is a fantastic place to be. We're getting in this like weird, like you just said, this weird kind of area. Like, who do you go with? You gonna have a boom player, a bust player? You taking a risk? What are you doing? I'm yeah. gonna have to play my card safe. I'm gonna stay in my little bubble right now. I'm gonna go with the man, Patrick Mahomes, right now in the second round. I'm gonna do it. Take him now. Take him now. Not risking it. Ooh, hey yo. You know, I I don't hate it. He's just so good. He's so consistently good. He's constantly producing. I think he's the only quarterback that I'm okay with kind of reaching on like that and and it really does depend on what my roster looks like leading up to that. Like I think I would need to have a running back that I really believe in. If I had McCaffrey, I would feel confident taking him next. Yeah. So, so I like it. Um, even the way that this current draft is set up, it's like Nick Chubb, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I think I, I feel okay with that. Like, yeah. I think Chubb is, is somebody you can lean on, okay. you know, as, as a running back one, and you can kind of come back and get get that picked up later on. But I think that's a good pick. Um, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. So I'll move on. Next Don't take pick my pick. In the second round, we are the fifth pick in the second round. I'm going to circle back to my running backs here, I think. And I'm going to go with who I have as my, let's see, my eighth running back at the moment. And I'm going to pick up Aaron Jones. Okay. I think I'm sleeping a little on Aaron Jones. I won't lie. I don't have the confidence. You know, it was. I think it's easy to do that. I don't think it's the sexiest pick. 
and and I'm kind of making an assumption here that he's still in Green Bay. You know, and and he he could be. They could sign him. I don't think it's completely out of out of the question. If he ends up somewhere else, I might not want him this high up. But as of right now, as a as the Green Bay starting running back with Jamal Williams gone, I think that's what that situation would look like. Um, I'd be pretty high on Aaron Jones to pick a solid, pick. solid pick. All right, next up, sixth pick in the second round. I'm going. I am a believer in this player. I'm going to take him because I think he is one of the best options still on the board right now. Yeah, you have Josh Jacobs, but that's not who I'm taking. Yeah, you have Julio Jones, but that's not who I'm taking. You have the amazing <sighs> Joe Mixon, maybe the wondrous Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Who could it be? But no, I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler at the sixth pick in the second round. I love it. That's who I was going to take as well. Ah, see, I, I thought you were going to take him in the last pick. Um, I'm high I on was this between, player. I was between him and Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah that's I fair. I think it's a great choice. Um, I was high on him. I, I picked. I got him for a steal last year, and he, you know, he did miss a majority of the season, but those games he played, it was very Christian McCaffrey-like. Those games he played, yeah. he was putting up numbers, and you were confident in his ability. You know, you yeah, were happy. He really is. You were happy. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with uh, Justin Herbert there right next to him, I, I see some good things in his future. So I am excited about this yeah. pick. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. Um, I think he could really easily be like super crazy value this late in the draft. Like it would it would not surprise me in the slightest bit if he finishes as like the running back five next year. Right. Like, right. He's getting he's getting rushing work. He's getting passing work. Like, why can't he be that player? And And I think he could. I think he's talented enough. We just haven't necessarily seen it yet. And that's kind of what keeps him held back a little bit. But he's somebody that I will be targeting as like crazy upside in the second round of of next year's drafts, I think. But okay, so let's go ahead. We'll move on. We're headed to pick seven. We're kind of in the middle here of the second round. Looking at my draft board right now, I'm not thrilled to move on to the next chunk of running backs. Um, Players like Josh Jacobs on the board, James Robinson. Um, the the, the kind of like back. I'm surprised you're not high on James. Are you not high on James Robinson? I'm I'm pretty high on him. I have him as my running back twelve right now. I th- but I think what's happening, I think I'm just higher on the 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 wide receivers that are coming up at the moment. Um, and I kind of rather move to them right now. Um, okay, fair so enough. So I am actually going to go ahead and go with Calvin Ridley as my next pick. Ooh, I like it. You know, he, he I'm surprised you did not go with Julio Jones. I I think Ridley overtakes him this year. So I think Julio can still be good. I think he can still be useful for your fantasy team, but but I think Calvin Ridley is gonna be that that higher producing wide receiver one for that team. And and I think it's age. Um nothing against Julio. You think it depends maybe who the quarterback is too? Yeah, I think that could play into it. If it's not Matt Ryan, it could get a little fishy. And and Mitch Trubisky, it kind of Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley. Oh man, I I still like Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's super okay. talented and and just really good. The only thing that concerns me is kind of Arthur Smith getting in there and making. If he tries to make Atlanta look like Tennessee's offense was, you know, the past two years where they're not throwing the ball a ton. 
I'd be a little more concerned because they don't like with Tennessee, you're fine because AJ Brown is just the very clear number one guy. But if the passing volume goes down significantly and it's split between Julio and Calvin Ridley, I think that's when you could yeah. have a problem. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So maybe I'm shooting right. a little bit, but I believe in him. No, I like, I like what well, I, I think we're both kind of risk takers when it comes to these things. I think we, we have yep. a lot of, we see the potential. So we want to jump on it. Um, yeah. So with the eighth pick in the second round, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to take a little bit of a risk. I'm going to go with CEH himself. I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. I think, I think we're going to see some improvement from this past season. Uh-huh. You know, he's going to be super confident going into a second year with a Super Bowl ring. I think he's going to, yeah. he's going to feel it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on this train for the whole cast. I, 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 I like it. That's funny. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a lot more production. Bell won't be there next year. Right. That's just not happening. There's no way. Yeah. Um, Who's the who's the next one up? Daryl Williams. He'll be there, right? Uh, Damian the, Williams, I think, is still Damian under contract Williams. too. He opted out so, this past year, but he'll be back. So he'll be back. I think I think you're going to see a lot of confidence in the coaching staff with with Ceh as mm-hmm. well, though. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my risk here, but I think he's going to okay. pay off. It won't yeah, be as no, big of a I, risk as it was last year, I don't think. I like it, and and I think the thing for me is like I was thinking about it and. All of the reasons that we were excited about Clyde Edwards-Alaire this past year, they're all still true, right? Like he's still the number one running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is still his quarterback. Andy Reid is still calling plays. All of these things are true. Why not believe in the kid in his second year? And so I think there there's some real upside there with Clyde. Um, so I think that's a good pick. But um, moving on to my next pick, I think think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stay wide receiver for one more pick here. I am going to go with, now this one's tough, but I think I'm going to go a little more proven commodity here and I'm going to pick up AJ Brown. I really, really like that pick. I'm a fan. All right, moving on to, unless do you have anything to say about AJ Brown? No, I think he's, he's solid. You know, he kind of has done the same thing two years in a row. Um, I think he's a value here. It was kind of between him and Justin Jefferson for me, but it's kind of scary to take Jefferson that high. <laughs> okay, so you know, just looking at the board, assuming I'm in this position, you know, assuming we have twelve players in this yep. thing, I had pick number three. I have pick number ten now, if I'm correct. Yep. So it is my pick. It I is. am up. You I have up. a running back in Derrick Henry. Yep. That is my running back, right? At pick number three. Yeah. All right, I don't think I'm going to go with a running back in this round seeing as who's gone. Yeah. So I think I'm going to stretch my my feet a little bit and and go into the receiver. Um, we have a lot of good options left. You still got Julio Jones on the board. You got Chris Godwin on the board. You got Mike Evans on the board. You got Galladay for crying out loud. Kenny Galladay <laughs> for crying out loud is still on this board. But I'm looking at my roster and I'm saying, man, Derrick Henry, he is a playmaker. He is going to be a solid option. Who do I want? Who do I want? I want an elite guy. I want an elite receiver, right? Ah, who do I take? You know what? I'm a risk taker. I don't know if you guys have realized that yet. I'm a risk taker. I'm doing it. I don't know where he's going to end up, but we're going to see how much numbers Allen Robinson puts up next year. Hey, there you go. I think he's going somewhere, and I think he's going to have an upgrade at the quarterback position, and I think he is going to make a splash. I think 
so many more people are going to realize what an elite receiver this guy really, really is. He is so good. I think he is fantastic. So I'm going to steal him now. I'm taking him. No, I think I think that's a good pick. You know, I have him. He's my wide receiver nine right now. That's kind of assuming he's still in Chicago. But I think you're right. I think somebody's going to pay up for him to to get him onto their roster this year. And I think he's going to be a really, really good wide receiver. I think he's going to produce somewhere else that's not Chicago. Sorry about that. It's okay. I've I've started to come to accept it the last few days. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go ahead. Um, back end of round two here. And I'm actually going to hop back over to the running back position. And it's a tough, it's a tough choice here, but I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Josh. Ooh, Jacobs. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't you know, feel he Josh really Jacobs. did. He, he, I don't either, which is kind of scary, but I, I'm trying to pick with my brain here and not with my heart. And I, and I think that's what I'm thinking. Um, He's still getting the volume. He's not super involved in the passing game. That's okay. This is the back end of round two. I think he's going to be consistent. I think he's going to have pretty good numbers, and he's going to have his games where he scores multiple touchdowns. Like That's just going to happen. Yeah. He's still getting all of the goal line work. So I think he'll produce, but I my expectations are lowered from what we thought he might have been. You know, heading into this past year. Oh, fair enough. Okay, um, I'm gonna follow you into that running back category as well. Um, so at this pick, I'm I'm sitting with only Christian McCaffrey. So this next pick, I don't have any receivers, but I'm gonna stick mm-hmm. with my running backs. You know, I got I got I got CMC. Yeah. Um, this next pick, I'm gonna be honest, is really really tough. I got three guys in particular it's I'm really one. eyeing in this pick. So who do I go with? I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna go Cream Hunt. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cream Hunt. I. Uh, oh. you know, I don't. I don't know if we'll see the numbers like we did last year with Chubb being out. But they're just Kareem Hunt gets a lot of those touchdowns too. That's the thing. So in a fantasy game, like in a fantasy league, like uh-huh. you get those touchdowns, you get two a game. Even like I remember, I won a game last year because he ended up getting two. I literally won like right one of my weeks by like a point because he got two touchdowns. And he's. I think he's a solid player. I feel confident in drafting him. Um, there was some other guys I'm looking at, but I, I wouldn't be mad if I got him. I think it's a it's a spicy pick. I think it's higher than <laughs> I'm willing to pay for Kareem Hunt, but I think it could pay off. You know what I mean? I think he could be right, really, right. really, really good. He's a good player. It's a good team that he's on. It's a good system. It's and not I'm crazy. basing this off of me already having CMC. Exactly. So I'm not like hurting at the running back position. Yeah. So I'm going to take, he's going to be my number two yep. straight up. Sweet. Well, perfect. There it is. First two rounds, mock draft, way too early. Remember, this is February 1st currently. So we have months and months and months for these things to kind of shake out and solidify. Can I change so my last pick? This is step one of the process. <laughs> Already, wow! <laughs> I, I just I, I I I'm changing my last pick. I, I'm going I'm going to go Cam Akers. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling okay, it. Okay. I, I don't know what happened there. I saw Chubb and I got excited okay, with you, the hunt on the other side. And uh, I, that's <laughs> funny. Well, you're not going to be able to change it again. So there you go. Okay, locked in. I think I think Cam Akers is a good pick too. We saw the flashes think, of him at the end, of the especially season. now with yeah, and especially. 
you know, in all reality with Matt Stafford, that after them picking him up, he should probably be a little higher. Yeah. Even than I had him. I just haven't like thought through that much yet with him. A lot changed in the past week. Yeah. And no kidding. So great pick. Um, But let's go ahead. Let's wrap up this episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Thank you for putting up with us through this mock draft. We hope that it helps. And remember, we're going to continue to build on this. We're going to get more information, be able to make better decisions, and kind of keep moving forward as the months progress. Rookies will be involved. Yes, exactly. All sorts of yep. stuff. Deshaun Watson will be in Chicago. There's a lot of things to consider, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to your podcast yeah. at. And if you are listening on Apple, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, also, make sure to follow us on all our social media pages. Yep. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are very active on all of those. So, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you think, how bad our mock draft was, how great our mock draft was. I don't know. <laughs> what you would have done, you know, let us know. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Um, anything to add, Stephen? Nope, add? I think that's it. Check us out. Follow us everywhere you can. Thanks for tuning in. May the force be with you guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys. See ya.